Hello, everyone. Welcome to Walking with God in the Storm podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Harold. I would first like to thank the kind people at Stowtown Records for allowing me to use the intro song, which titled After the Storm. The song is sung by the Irwins, and the Irwins have won a Dove Award, and they've also been nominated for a Grammy Award. This song can be streamed and downloaded at all digital outlets. If you'd like to hear more of their great songs, I will have a link in this podcast that will take you to their project called Watch and See. Before we begin this podcast, just want to put out a little disclaimer here. Uh, This podcast, nor the host, nor the guest, is advising anyone that's listening to this episode to act in any uh, type of way. Not all situations are identical, and what you personally decided to uh, and these kind of general uh, situations, uh, you gotta be between you and uh, God and nobody else. My special guest today is Angie, who has gone through kind of some tough things in her marriage that uh, she'll be talking about in just a little bit. And just to let everyone know, today's podcast is to let others out there know uh, that, you know, they may be going through the some of the same things that she has gone through and everything, but just to let them know that uh, they can also survive their own storm by the grace, mercy, and, and the love of God. And welcome to the podcast, Angie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dwayne. No problem. Well, let's get right into uh, today's show. Uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself as to, you know, where you were born and where you were raised? Absolutely. My name's Angie, and I was born in Shreveport, and I was raised in Natchitoches. And um, I'm a mother of three. And I remember growing up as a child with my mom and dad back and forth and divorced when I when I was five they had divorced so we constantly moved a lot when I was living with my mom every time you turned around my mom was with men love alcohol had love for alcohol I'm sorry as long as I can remember so there was no real particular one location that you uh, kind of was raised in, not after age five? Not after age five. It was mainly bouncing. I call it bouncing in Nagadish. We just bounced from here to there all the time in Nagadish. Okay. And, and growing up as a child, uh, did your family you your mom siblings uh attend church anywhere uh you know when you were early years um well i know as a youngster we didn't go but we were introduced to this family when i was um i want to say my siblings and i we were between i don't know how young um there was this family in nagadish that they would go around driving a church bus and they would go around picking up kids and we got the privilege to be us those children and uh they just kept us occupied wanting us to come back more and more so they kept us entertained and i just fell in love with it um 
my mom, she wasn't too fond of it because I was so much in love with it till I didn't want to be around her actions and her doings. Okay, and that's kind of how you were first exposed and started going to uh, Oneness Apostolic Church. Yes, sir. That's when I was first exposed. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I begged my mom to go every Sunday, um, and she allowed me to go for a little bit, you know, me and my siblings. Um, I was more into it than my little my little siblings, uh, but they looked up to me a lot at times, and so they would go with me and just just to get away because my mom she she was a really bad alcoholic and into men a lot so i never really wanted to be around her a lot because she chose them and alcohol over us children which i saw more i was more of a big sister mom to my siblings at times Okay, and uh, at what age did you receive the Holy Ghost, and what was your mom's reaction to you saying, hey, Mom, I, I got the Holy Ghost? Um, I do remember there was a place we moved to. Uh, there was a little small country church. I went with this family. They made sure this last location, I remember as a teen that we lived in, I was about 14, 15 years old, and uh, my mom was, like I said, she was caught up in all that. But this family we were living with, uh, by, excuse me, they were our neighbors, and she would go and have us go with her to church and stuff. And, um, and it was nice because the pastor and his wife that was at this church was the mother and father of the gentleman that would come pick us up in Nagadish. So it kind of felt like at home, you know, it's like I already knew the place. And I received the Holy Ghost um, at the age of 14. And when I got ready to get baptized, it was like, it was a small country church. So it was like a little horse trough, but I was excited. And uh, it was walking distance from where we were living. So my mom walked down there and watched me get baptized through a window. And I'll never forget when I came up, when I came up out of the water, and I looked, and she was, um, she was staring through the window, and she left. Um, never forget her lighting a cigarette while she was walking away. Okay, so she, she wasn't really thrilled about you going to church then. In other words. No, sir, because that's where I wanted my weekends to be. Um, I wasn't the kid that wanted to go hang out with friends. I wanted to go to church. And, you know, I just loved what I felt. I loved what I saw. I loved learning about God. And when I got baptized and uh, I came home, she refused to let me go back. She told me it was interfering with school and... That crushed me. That's all I wanted to do was go to church. I never, never asked for anything but that. Yeah. Well, after you received the Holy Ghost and with the situation with your mom and everything, I mean, have you always lived 
uh, for God, always been in church at least as much as you could, especially as a teen? Um, I, I did up until mom moved again, mom moved again. Uh, it just, it just made me rebel against her. And the older I got, I started doing things I hated. Um, cause all I wanted to do was just be a young lady, you know? Um, but in the midst of things. I, I still did things right in the end of the in at the end of the day, but the, I just saw my mom dealing with stuff, and I never wanted to be like that. But I was going that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes when you don't have the support of uh, a family, it, it's got to be hard sometimes for, a, especially a teenager, to keep living for God and everything. Uh, so, in other words, basically, there was a time in your life where you were not living for God. Was there anything in particular you was doing that you knew you shouldn't or you kind of regret doing now? Oh, yes, sir. There's a lot of things I regretted. Um, But I, I started, there's a lot of things I, I regretted, but... I still, in the back of my mind, wanted to go to church. So when I when I left and went stayed with my dad in Texas, he he was with a drug head and he chose her over me. So it was kind of difficult as a teenager and in my you know eighteen year old seventeen shall I say? Because I was back in Louisiana at eighteen. Um, it was, it was kind of difficult to do the right thing. So you have this imp sit on your shoulder, follow me, follow me. And that's what I did. Yeah. I, I know some people that's, uh, similar situations, not exactly like yours, but similar. Um, was there anything in particular maybe that happened in your life that, uh, cause you to desire to come back to God or, or just over time you made the decision that you needed to live for God again and you wanted him back in your life? Yes, sir. Um, I can go on for days. Um, but the most, the most thing that really, it really brought me back to God was, um, my second grade teacher for one, she, she knew me from second grade she always stayed in contact still to this day she'll contact me checking on me and that kept me going um god had always put someone in my life during my trial my journal my journey and uh just to remind me that he was still there that i had to pick up where, where i left off you know and uh so not knowing what I was dealing with, um, well, excuse me, I know what I was dealing with and not knowing how to turn back to God. Um, I was invited to a church, um, when I was about 22 and that's where God renewed me and I got the Holy Ghost again and 
that's where I just, that's where I really picked up and started focusing on God. You know, I just, every service I could make, every um, activity, every youth service. And uh, I had gotten into this wreck, and I, I believe it was 2004. It almost took my life. And this, and when I got in that wreck, I, I just, I didn't remember anything after I wrapped myself around a tree. I just remember hollering, Jesus, Jesus. That's all I remember hollering is Jesus. And I climbed out my window and walked down the road about a mile to my house. And somebody picked me up and brought me home. And I was supposed to go to physical therapy and doctor's appointments. And, you know, I was supposed to have surgery and all that stuff. And the lady that I was living with, because I was just from here and there, the lady I was living with was taking care of me, and I couldn't deal with that. You know, I didn't want her deal. I didn't want her taking care of me. Yeah. So that's when I started praying and seeking God more and more. And the night before, I had to go to the doctor, and God just come down and He touched me, healed me. I couldn't raise my arms over my head, but by the time God got done with me. I was healed and I never looked back and I never went to therapy and that's awesome. Said, yes, sir. And that, and that's when my whole life came, you know, it's like, it's like, I believe that he was there. Um, but that night really, I don't know, it's not proved to me, but it really, um, it had me believing more that God is really real. Because yeah. if you see my pictures today, you wouldn't think that I would have made it out of the lab. So in other words, uh, the vehicle was kind of crushed? Yes, sir. It wrapped around a tree. Um, the gear shift was in the passenger floorboard. The passenger seat was in the driver's seat. Um, it was a little tin car. And I, I was blessed. I had just dropped... Uh, a young kid off because I was picking up kids for church and we were having revival and I had went down to the store to get some stuff matter of fact it was on Valentine's and uh, I had just dropped the kids off at their house and I was coming back and I hit a pothole oh and it was raining so it was a water pothole okay. and it so, just spun yeah, sounds like God had His hand over you and the and the kids and everything. Um, yes, sir. So, when you came back to God, I had a based on what you're saying, you weren't uh, married at that time, were you? No, sir, I wasn't. Okay, but you got married uh, about how much longer after this uh, wreck, where you almost died. Oh. Um, let's see, we got married, uh, we dated for a couple years, we got married in 2006. Okay, and was, uh, your husband in, our future husband, was he in church at the time himself? He was, his, um, yes, he, he was. All right, he was, uh, 
have the Holy Ghost and everything? Um, I thought so. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Um, How many children uh, do the two of y'all have now? We now have three. Uh, all boys, girls, mixed? All boys. Uh, okay. Uh, and I know things deteriorated at some point, but about how long were y'all married before issues or, or problems started kind of, I don't know, surfacing? Uh, that you kind of said to yourself that, hey, uh, something's just not right here, that something's going on that I'm not quite aware of. Um, let's see. Well, ma the marriage hasn't been 100 for the whole time, but um, married for 18, together for 20. Um, so it was about two two and a half years ago when I had enough, um, when I had to keep begging and pleading and just for family time and, you know, everything was wrong that I've done when I thought it was right. And yeah. And what do you mean, uh, What, when you said that I, everything I thought I was doing right, but apparently was wrong, do you mind uh, explaining what you're referring to? Um, I always, I always try to be the wife that go to church, go to work, take care of our children. Um, you know, just what a wife is supposed to be, just humble and do for their husband as they do for their wives, you know, and be that, be that wife. But I was always reminded that I wasn't really what was expected. You know, I always, I always felt like I was in the way. Uh, okay. In the way of what, or would you rather not? Um, well, I, I don't mind. Um, I always felt like I was in the way of his doings. He had other things and outlooks in a marriage than I did. I wanted to do more as a family and go do things and just church. I wanted more involvement in church, but it just got in the way. God, he, you know, it was just like, more I wanted God, the more distant I was getting from my husband because he felt like I was putting him on the back burner. But my heart always sat on God, and that's just where I, I wanted to be. Yeah. And I'm kind of assuming he was not going to church at all or hardly at all during this time. Um, He would go off and on. There was a solid year he went with me, um, but why did he stop? I couldn't tell you. Uh, just he didn't want to go anymore. I felt like it was conviction, but, um, you know, but I didn't let it stop me and my children. Yeah. I, I made a pack with, you know, I didn't really make a pack. I made a promise to God if he blessed me with children 
that's where I would want them to be. And we haven't missed a beat since they've been born, all three, um, unless they were sick or I was sick or something, you know, emergency-wise. We've never missed a beat. Okay, you kind of mentioned uh, he was kind of wanting to do other things. Again, do you mind talking about what he was doing and was wanting to do? that you definitely did not want a part of? Yes. Um, so when COVID hit in 2020, um, it, it just went, in my personal opinion, it just went downhill from there because um, jobs were lost. And um, what he was doing his at the time, his job was more important and it was more at night than daytime and everybody was at school and work during the day and we wanted more of his time and family time and it's just like it just distanced all of us because of that because it was more work was more important than family time in my opinion you know in my okay was he uh, I mean anything in particular he was doing now that he to your knowledge anyway was not doing when y'all got married or, or even the first few years um you know, as I sit back and God's revealed a lot of things to me in the last few years, it has been going on, but I was so blindsided to where I didn't want to believe it, you know, yeah. um, but God has really showed me some things and, you know, when things start changing um, and you get called out on it. I just say, for instance, your phone, not, we, we knew lot numbers. We have bank, you know, bank accounts together. We had all of that. Um, yeah. but when things are called out and asked about and your actions speak louder than words and your tone starts to get different after so many years of being together, you start feeling some kind of way. And I started feeling some kind of way just by the actions and the tones. And, you know, I always told myself I wasn't going to be that woman to be physically abused, but yet now I was mentally and verbally abused because when there was call outs or questions about, um, I was one track minded. I was, um, didn't know what I was talking about, but had full proof. Um, you know, it was always, I'm on the back burner. This, I don't get the love you give the kids. I don't, I don't get the attention that you give everybody else. I distanced myself from my friends just to make him happy. I distanced myself from God. Um, you know, trying trying to make it work, and it just was not working because it wasn't going his way. You know, um, yeah. 
I just wasn't accepting certain things as what he wanted. And so he started sneaking and I get, I can catch him, you know, he would change things up for alcohol. He would start drinking and, or there would be a reason I'm not drinking. I'm just tired. Um, you know, it was just, it was just depressing. I started getting very depressed and I didn't want that for my children. And then yeah, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, you're, you're fine. Um, I didn't want that for my children. And so um, it's just like when I, and the 20 years that we've been together, our volume never got loud. We always did it behind closed doors. But then when it started coming out behind and our loudness and our face-to-face and the kids can hear it, I'm like, I'm not doing this. And I kept repeating that to myself. And I asked God, please work on this. Please help me decide what I need to do. If it's your will, you know, I went, we got marriage canceling. He he told me I did it for me. I didn't do it for marriage. Um, I felt like I wasn't doing the right thing because when I was doing, I thought the right thing. It wasn't good enough. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. With you being the mother of uh, three kids and you doing everything that you knew and could do to live for God during all of this time uh, and with your husband not living for God or even going to church anymore the sounds like the last few years or so uh, did you ever feel like or have any thoughts about just giving up and leaving everything behind you oh yes sir absolutely I thought about I, I would always tell certain people i just want to stick my head in the ground and like an ostrich and never come out you know um i just felt worthless i I just wanted to give up i I didn't want to live anymore yeah um with all of this happening and everything what kept you from leaving god and everything um behind i mean what kept you going so to speak um for one my children absolutely no doubt for two i know there is a god that brought me out from my childhood from my wrecks i knew that there was a god that was gonna get me out of this you know as long as i've had my faith i kept it i've never let go of it and I know how lost I am without God's word and being in God's house and doing God's work that I don't want to be lost or even without him in my life because I wouldn't be here. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely has had his hand upon you. That's no two questions or no two ways about that. Um, and you kind of covered it by saying what you just did, but what was the main reason, or were there actually maybe several factors that caused you to even consider uh, asking for a divorce? Uh, 
Because, I mean, y'all have been married for several years, like you've already said. So it, it could have been uh, something that you really wanted to do to get a divorce or probably didn't even want to consider it. But what was the main reason for it? The main reason was um, I just got tired. I got tired of the devil being in my ear all the time. I got tired of just being the one trying and I was tired of all of the loudness and the nitpicking and when I want to be with God I want to be with God I don't want you under me I'm trying to tell you I'm with God you know it just I just got enough and when you get told well if you want a divorce get it so many times you get tired of hearing that and I got tired of it. And whenever you're going to make it hard for me, I'm going to make it hard. And so I just, you know, God gave me the strength to do it, be honest with you. Because if it wasn't for God and the people he's put in my life to guide me and to encourage me to do God's will, not mine, but God's will, and God speaks to me through messages, and the pastor doesn't even know what I'm going through that day or that week, that month. I hear God, and I'm learning to listen to God. Um, because before I heard God, I sought God, but I didn't listen to God. And I'm learning to listen. And that, to me, helps me keep going every day. Yeah, and that that kind of answered the the next question I was going to ask is, I mean, because I don't have a clue, I can't even begin to imagine what all you you've gone through, but I do know that uh, last few years that you you never have quit going to church, and and you've never quit worshiping God, and I know you've always made sure that your kids, you know, were with you, and you didn't want them to miss any church services. You sing in the praise team ever serviced. So it sounds like that through all of this, God has played a, a big part in, in keeping you strong and keeping your faith strong, correct? Very much so, yes, sir. Because when I was asked to sing on the praise team, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't deserve to be up here when I'm going through. I don't deserve to be on this platform. I don't deserve this. But, you know, all in all, it's helped me become stronger. All in all, it's taught me to listen to God and do God's will. You do for him, he'll do for you. And he has blessed me tremendously the last year that I've been focused on him more. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we wrap this up, is there... Maybe anything you would like to say to to try and encourage people that are listening to this podcast that may be going through the same thing or a, a similar situation, whether it's a male or a female, because unfortunately uh, this type of situation happens uh, to both men and women in this day and time. Absolutely. Just, um, just know that there is a God. If you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, it will grow, I promise. Just put a fleece before God and just listen to him and 
you know, um, be strong. Don't let it take you down. And don't be scared to ask for help. That sounds like good, good wise words to me, for sure. Well, I, I appreciate you being on today's podcast. And to be honest, to you being so open and honest about what you've gone through. And I do believe that uh, you have and will encourage those that, uh, like I said, maybe going through a similar situation or have gone through and they just, sometimes people wonder, is it all right to think this kind of a thought or, or to do this? And it, it helps when they hear other people that have gone through it, uh, that they've had those same thoughts or, or the same thing. So I appreciate you being here. And again, thanks uh, for it, and uh, you take care. And I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. God bless. I hope that today's podcast encouraged someone listening to know that they are not alone in what they are going through. There are others who have experienced a storm where their spouse, who was once living for God, is no longer living for Him. Because of this, they struggle with trying to live for God and to do what they know is right. If you will stay strong in your faith with God and let him lead and guide you, he will give you the strength to survive your storm, leading you to the other side to your victory. May the good Lord keep his hand of protection on you, and may he also bless you. See you next time here on Walking with God in the Storm.